Great, thank you, Dwayne. Matching blue. We're matching blue today. We color coordinated. Don't you love it? So good to be with you. And uh, I really have an accent because I've been under the weather for a week or two weeks. So uh, caught that little bug going around two weeks ago. You know that little little demon COVID. But isolated from my daughter. Man, that was the hardest thing to isolate from my daughter for three days. It was just brutal, and so she was slipping little paintings under the, under the door to me, and uh, I was like, you're killing me, you're killing me, and, uh, but uh, I was the only one that tested positive in my whole house, and, uh, but over it, and gone through the quarantine, and all those things, and it's so good to be with you. Wasn't Pastor Don great last weekend? Oh, man. Uh, and the water baptisms, and uh, I was watching from home, and uh, I called him on Friday, and I said, hey, can you, can you get up and, you know, can you just pinch hit for us? And he hit a home run, and so uh, he's such a blessing to our church. And uh, hey, by the way, my family and I want to say thank you for all the gifts that were given to us, and the cards, and the handwritten notes. We, we just felt, that was two weeks ago, we just felt so loved by you, and, and it, it's an honor for us to call Mountain Park our home. And when we say that, it's, it's an honor for us to be a part of such great people. And so thank you for blessing our family and making us special, feel special and all the little gift cards. And, and uh, we're, we're just so, so grateful for the way you're loving on us. Uh, how many of you know today's Pentecostal, Pentecost Sunday, right? Did you know that? 50 days after Easter, and uh, it's an important day uh, because it was, you know, in Scripture, the birth of the church in the book of Acts. And so it's a reminder today that we're called to do life in the power of the Holy Spirit. And and Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go because I will send uh, the, the Holy Spirit, the teacher, the guide, the counselor, the comforter. And so uh, today is uh, Pentecost Sunday. I also want to welcome those online. I haven't done that yet. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you're part of the family, wherever you are. I know some of our church family are gotten out of the heat. And so I know that you're watching online and uh, we love you. Thank you for voting. And uh, again, thank you all for voting. And you know, vote is not just a tick. Vote is a declaration of I'm putting my faith with you. And uh, I'm, I'm believing for the people that have been nominated. I'm believing for the budget. But I'm not just believing. I'm going to sow into it and partner up. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do this, this next year here at Norton Park Church. Well, why don't we uh, open up in a word of prayer today as we continue our series, Living from Rest. And uh, would you join me for a moment? I'd love to pray for our nation. Now, I just believe that we, we need the peace of God over our nation. Father, we come to you today. Those sitting in the room, those joining via online today, and we declare that, God, you're sovereign. We declare that there is none like you. We declare that every knee will bow and confess that you are Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you have defeated the power and the works of the enemy. God, today we pray for our nation. Lord, for this violence that's going on, this hatred, this woundedness, this brokenness, and Lord, in these times, we're reminded in Scripture that if we come to you in prayer and we humble ourselves and we cry out to you, that God, you would hear and that you would answer. And so today, God, we pray for our nation. We pray for a move of God. God, we pray over our leaders today that maybe some of them don't even know you today. God, we pray that you would turn their hearts to you. Lord, we, we pray for our world with everything that's going on today. God, I believe that you hold the world in your hand. And so we ask you, God, as, 
as your church, as your bride, we ask you to intervene. We ask you to bring healing. We pray for those that have lost loved ones in this past week, God, with all this devastation, God, that you would comfort them as they grieve. So Father, thank you today, God, as we open up your word and dive into your scripture today, I am reminded that, Lord, heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away, God. Your word is eternal. Your word is the final authority. So speak to us today, God. We open our hearts and our minds to receive today, God. Whatever it is we need to catch, whatever it is that you're trying to say to us today, God, may we be willing to lean in and may we be willing to receive. Now we pray these things in the name above all names, the name of Jesus. And a faithful church said, Amen. Well, today I'm going to continue our series, Living in Rest, part three. And you will remember three weeks ago I launched this series, part one, talking about being yoked to Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, where Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. And what did Jesus say? He said, I will give you stress. No, he said, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he says, learn from me. He wants to teach us. And we spoke about in week one that if we're going to find rest, that we have to learn to do life with Jesus at the center. That Jesus doesn't just want to be a savior that gets us to heaven, but that Jesus wants to be a Lord today, a shepherd that leads us into the plans and purposes that God has for our lives. In uh, week two, we, we kind of spoke about the importance of living out of prayer. I gave you the five-minute challenge, and some of you were messaging me about what a difference it was to just spend that time. And some of you, were, you know, you were, were boasting about, I'm doing 30 minutes, and, and uh, I'm excited for you. Great job. Some of you were messaging me that you were praying with Jesus sitting next to you in the car. And I love that. The main focus was that we have a God who cares, we have a God who hears, and we have a God, we serve a God who answers prayer. And Jesus taught us when we're praying in the Lord's Prayer that we're to come and to, to ask for His will to be done in our lives. Not our will, God, your will to be done. I want to know your will. And that as we pray, we're praying to a God who, who is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. We, we're praying to a God, uh, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is our shepherd. He's the shepherd that leads us. And Jehovah Nisi, our banner, He's our deliverer. That God knows what we're going through. God knows where we are today. And He cares and we can come to to our God and we can pray and ask him to come into our lives and to guide us and to lead us and to be the shepherd. We spoke about Dallas Willard's quote uh, that said, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. That in life, sometimes we're so busy running so fast, doing so many things that we're missing the fingerprints of God in our lives. So often we're, we're so busy that we're so far ahead of God that he's kind of just waiting for us to slow back and to, to come into him. And we live in a world that is so fast. We spoke also about Pastor John Mark Homer's quote that if we want to experience the life of Jesus Christ, we have to adopt the lifestyle. And so we spoke about prayer. But today we're going to talk about the second thing that Jesus modeled and taught us was the importance of God's word. In fact, Jesus many times would read the scriptures. He would read the Torah in the temple, and, and he modeled to us the importance. If you're taking notes today, the title of today's uh, message, in a sense, is Frame Your World. You get to frame your world. You know, if you want to come to this place of rest, 
you've got to learn how to frame your world. You know, the voice of God is so important. In fact, uh, Jesus uh, says this in John chapter 10, uh, verse 27 to 28. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them. And what do they do? They follow me. I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish. What a great promise. It says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. You know what? Jesus cares so much about us. In fact, in this passage, what I love is he says, my sheep, my Christ followers, the Christians, they, they hear my voice and I know them. And what do they do? They follow me. The voice of God is so important in your life. You know, in some different religions, you need to go to a, a priest or pastor or someone who connects to God on your behalf. But in Scripture, when Jesus gave up his last breath on the cross, the Scripture says that the veil which was in the temple was torn from top to bottom, symbolic of God removing the veil that you and I could come into his presence. You see, we serve a God who wants to speak to us. That's good news today. God wants to speak directly to you. Well, how does that happen? What are the ways that that happen? I'm, I'm reminded of a time in my life in, in Hawaii. Yes, I, I suffered for Jesus four years in Hawaii. And I remember one day my wife uh, told me there's a sale on at a store. And uh, my, my wife's love language is quality time, like most women. And so I said, you know what, I'm gonna be a good husband. I'm gonna give her quality time. I'm gonna go to the mall with her, which for me is a big sacrifice. I don't like to window shop. If I'm going to the mall, I know what I'm gonna get. I am in and out, baby, let's go. I don't like to walk around. I, don't, I know what I want. Praise God for Amazon. But this day I decided to show my wife how much I love her. And I said, I'll go with you, babe. And so off we went to the mall and we walked around and finally we came to the store that had a sale. And this store um, is Forever 21. It's where a lot of teenagers go. And there was a big sale and my, my wife loves that store and so, so uh, we literally walk in and it is just packed with teenagers. They're throwing clothes, it is loud. And I said, I said to my wife, I said, babe, I've got faith, but I don't have faith for this. I said, I'm gonna stand up front here. I'm gonna sit on a little windowsill by the door. You do your thing. I will pray and intercede that you're gonna get deals upon deals and the Lord's gonna bless you. And I'm gonna be in the outside and you do your thing. And so I just got there, got my phone. I was checking emails. I was checking the sports scores. And uh, how about them warriors? Come on, Jesus tonight, hallelujah. Don't be hating now, don't be hating. I'm praying. But she was busy and doing her thing, and I, it was probably 30 minutes. And there's so much noise going on, and I'm just like, man, I just can't wait to get out of here. And in the midst of all the noise and the chaos, I hear Charlton. And my wife was calling me from the restroom on the other side. In the midst of all that noise and craziness and things, jeans flying, I could hear my wife's voice. Why? Because I knew that voice. You know, in the world today, and in that moment, God taught me a lesson. 
that the more time we spend in the Word of God, the more we begin to know His voice. And in the midst of the noise and the craziness of this world, you, when you know the voice of God, it's easy to discern and hear where He wants to take you, what He wants to do, and what He has to say about things. You see, people come to me and say, Pastor Jordan, how do I hear the voice of God? What's the magic formula? There is no magic formula to hearing the voice of God. He gave us His word, and His word is the way that He speaks to us. His word is so important. In fact, let me give you today six, sorry, five points on why the word of God is so important. Why do I need to be in the word of God? Let's go to Matthew chapter four, verse three to four. Listen to this. And the tempter came, Jesus is being tempted by, by the devil, came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Point number one, if you're taking notes, is God's word gives life. You see, when you, when you make that decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know what happens is the spiritual side of your life or the spiritual man becomes alive. And that's why 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that you're no longer an old creation, you're a new creation. In fact, some translations will say you're a whole new creature. There's a God side of you. Now when you do the things that you don't want to do, you feel guilty. I mean, things that you used to do all the time when you didn't believe in Jesus, now when you get around those things, you're like, ooh, I don't feel good about this. What is that? That is your spirit man. That's the God side of you. And what does Jesus say in this passage is that as the enemy comes to you and a sin comes and things tempt you, you've got to be feeding on the word of God and not just natural bread. You know, I love, uh, have you ever had that Hawaiian sweet bread? I'm sure that's, that's from heaven. <laughs> There's nothing like having fresh baked Hawaiian sweet bread. Some of you are just like right now, you've got a vision of it, you're tasting it. It is so, so good. Your, your flesh feels so good. You know what? Every single morning, God wants to give you the fresh bread of heaven to feed your spirit. Why? So that when the enemy comes your way and temptation and sin and the weights of this world come your way, your spirit, man, is so strong that you're not moved. Why? Because you're building your life. You're feeding on the Word of God because the Word of God gives life. The second thing we'll find in, uh, in Psalms uh, chapter 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. God's word illuminates the next step that you meant to take. In fact, if you go to Psalm 32, verse 8, listen to this. And I will instruct you and teach you in what? In the way in which you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Point number two is what does God's word do? God's word gives us direction. See, there's some of you today that are, that are trying to make big decisions and you don't know where to go and what to do. Here's what you need to do. Take a step back and begin to get into the Word of God. Why? Because it is a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. What does he say he'll do? I will teach you the way in which you should go. I love that about God. His Word does what? It gives me life. His Word does what? It gives me direction. The third thing in Hebrews uh, chapter four, verse 12, and we know this, for the word of God is what? Living and powerful and sharper than what? A two-edged sword. I love that. It's piercing even to the division of what? Of the soul 
and the Spirit. See, when I open the Word of God, it's coming in to, to, my, to, to separate what is flesh or what is my will and what is spirit, what is God's will and God's plan and the joints and the marrow. And it is what? It's a discerner of what? The intents or the thoughts and intents of the heart. I love that. The Word of God, number, point number three is what? It gives discernment. The Word of God gives discernment. See, when I open up the word of God, he's gonna speak into my situation and he's gonna give me the answers. He's gonna give me the wisdom. He's gonna give me discernment. Jesus said many times, you don't have because you don't ask. So often we'll run to the left and we'll run to the right to get answers. We'll run to our best friend. We'll run to social media. We'll run to Google. What has Google got to say about my situation? Let's see. What about running to the word of God? To life. To direct, I need direction, God, to, to discernment. Look what Jesus says in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 29, when he talks about the word. He says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like what? A wise man who built his house on the rock. Then rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew against, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Why? Because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man and built his house on what? The sand. The same rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. And then Jesus had finished saying these things. The crowds were amazed at his teaching because they, he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Point number four is the word, God's word gives stability and security. I love this. Jesus literally right here is asking this question. What is your foundation? What are you building your life on? He said, if you build your life on his word and his words, you are like a wise man who is building on a rock. If you don't build on the word of God and you build on the things of this world and your own wisdom and your own experience and Papa's experience and Grandpa's experience and experience of Google and all these things, if you build on that, you're like a man building on the sand. And Jesus says this, he says, storms will come. In fact, he said that in John chapter 16, 33. In this world, trials and tribulations, you're gonna go through these things, but you can have joy. Why? Jesus says, because I have overcome. You see, when you plant your feet, when you ground your life on the word of God, Jesus, nothing will move you. Storms will come, rains will come, waves will beat against it, but you will stand strong. Why? Because your foundation, your security, your stability is the word of God. And let's be honest, because I know that some of you are looking at me and going, okay, Pastor Charlton, I get it, but man, I just don't have time to be in the Word of God. I just don't have, and you're a pastor, you have so much time during the week to open the Bible and pray and go beat with Jesus and open concordances and go to your Logos. Yeah, right. I choose to spend time. You know, the average American, I was Googling this yesterday, spends three hours a day on their phone. 46% of Americans spend five hours a day on their phone. Maybe the challenge is not really we don't have time for the Word of God. Maybe it's we don't value the Word of God. You know, uh, 
It's interesting, the gospel according to the three little pigs. You know, when the big bad wolf came, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow it down. You know what the mistakes with the two little pigs were, the first two little pigs? They were too lazy to build their house on the right foundation. They were too lazy to build their house with the right material. The third little pig was willing to take the time and the hard work to build his house right. And when the big bad wolf came, guess what? He could huff and puff and blow as much as he wanted, but that house was not gonna be moved. Maybe the reason that our worlds get shocked and shaken when opposition or the big bad wolf comes is because we're too lazy to build our life on the word of God. Let me tell you something. It's, it, I don't wake up every morning going, yay, it's time for me to do my life journal. I am so excited, God, to just spend time in your word this morning. Woo! Most times I roll out of bed and the dog goes flying, my little teacup Yorkie. And I'm like, I don't go, good morning, God. I go, oh, God, it's morning. <laughs> and I'll just wander down to my blessed and anointed espresso machine. And I'll hit that thing four times and get four little shots out. And I'll, don't hate. <laughs> and I'll get my little latte ready. And then I'm, I'm like, tasting it's good. And then I'll go over and I'll open up my Bible and I'll, I'll get my life journal. And there's something we're gonna be bringing you soon called the life journal, daily devotions, how you can feed yourself. And I'll, I'll open up my reading plan. And I'll get my laptop and I'll, be, and I'll begin to read through the passages. And I, I begin to, on my own personal blog, I'll write my journal down, my, my soap, my scripture, my op observation, my application and my prayer. And at the end of that, I feel so good. Why? Because I fed my spirit man because I know the importance that in this life I'm going to have winds and storms and waves beating against me but I need to build my life on the word of God so word of God number four gives stability and security Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says then faith comes by what by hearing and hearing by what the word of God there's some of you today you're like I just need more faith maybe you don't need more faith maybe you need more word because when you get more word, you get more faith. See, there's one thing that the, the devil, there's one thing that shuts the devil up, the word of God. He knows the word of God. He, he, he knows. He's, you see, he, he doesn't mind as long as you don't believe the word of God. As long as you don't hear and receive the word of God. As long as you don't pray the word of God or confess the word of God over your situation. He'll just back off and say, Psst, let the wind and storms come. Nothing great's going to happen in their lives. They're just going to go through it and get messed and tossed around. But when a believer says faith comes by hearing, I need to get into the word of God. Why? Because this is how I build my faith, faith muscle. I get in the word of God. See, God's word is what builds my faith. If you need faith today, my friend, I wanna challenge you, get in the word of God. You know, sometimes people will come and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Yeah, I'll pray for you. But sometimes I'll ask the question, hey, I wanna pray for you, but what verse are you standing on? And sometimes people look at me like, what are you talking about? Like, come on, just pray for me. Do that magic thing you do. I mean, God loves you. That's why you're a pastor, isn't it? No, 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 no. 
The reason I'm asking the question, what verse are you standing on, is I'm trying to see what, what have you built your life on? What verse of faith are you standing on today? Because you know, Hebrews chapter 11, we spoke about that a few weeks ago. Verse six says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You see, when you begin to pray the word of God and your faith is being built, heaven begins to hear because God says, hey, he's praying my word. In fact, the book of Habakkuk, I think it's Habakkuk, says, my word will not return void. God's word will always accomplish the thing it was sent forth to do. It can't return to him. The question is, are you speaking it, declaring it, praying it, building your life on what God says? You see, you get to frame your world. You get to frame it. In fact, listen to this verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one to three. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We quote that verse many times. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Yes, I need to have faith for the things unseen. I need to believe in the, the, the God who's unseen, that he answers and faith pleases him. But listen to verse three. <coughs> Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by what? The word of God. So that things which are seen or were not made are things which do not appear. Very important, verse three. When God created the world, it was framed by his word. Let me put it this way. What is framing your world? Is it the word of God? Or is it the opinion of man? You see, you know one of the saddest things today that's happening in the church right now? Everybody has an opinion, but no one has the word. We are being pulled away from the word of God. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall never pass away. For all eternity, the word of God will be ever present. It is sovereign. I mean, it is inerrant. It's infallible. It is the word of God. It's the thing that will judge us. But it's also the thing that when we speak by faith, will move the mountains. See, what are you framing your world by? The opinion of man? The opinion of Fox News or CNN? The opinion of Twitter or Facebook or TikTok? The opinion of our Tukin newspaper? Some of the youngsters are like, what's a newspaper? <laughs> what's framing your world? Joshua chapter one, verse nine, listen to this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, aid, Moses, my servant, he's dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites, so I will give you every place, Joshua, where you set your foot, as I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was as Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to the ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you and do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Listen to verse eight. Keep this book of the law always 
on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I love this. Joshua had seen the land. He had been with, remember the spies that went out? He had seen the giants in the land and came back and, and Moses said, no, we're not going. And they wandered in the, the wilderness for 40 years and now God does what? He says to Joshua, you're gonna lead the people into the land that you've already seen. And Joshua knew the enemies there. But Joshua knew that his God was gonna give him that land and that territory. You know, for some of us today, when you, you, you were in the wilderness of sin, you were in the wilderness of brokenness, you were in the wilderness where you didn't care about God, you, you were living up doing your own thing, and then there came a moment in your life where you realized, I'm a sinner in need of a savior, that my life, maybe, maybe you're struggling with addiction, maybe you were done, done, just done crazy things and you needed forgiveness and this love of God and you invited Jesus into your life, but salvation is the beginning point. And just like Joshua, God wants to give you you land. He wants to give you territory. He wants to move your marriage forward. He wants to prosper and bless you. He wants to heal your family. God wants to do great things. And there are great giants in front of you. But just like Joshua, you know what God says to us? Keep this book of the Lord near you. Meditate on it day and night. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Frame your world with the word of God. And as you do that, just like God said to Joshua, I'll do what? I will prosper you and make you successful. What's it gonna take? The word of God. Come on, I ain't mad at you this morning. I'm not mad at you this morning. I'm just trying to preach to you that we're to keep the word of God so close to us. We're to build our lives on it. We're to speak it and pray it over our spouse and over our kids and over the dog. We're just to pray the word of God over our workplace. We've got to build on the word of God. Let me illustrate this morning. If you want to look at the screens, look at the screens really quick. See, imagine this is the frame of my life. And there are all kinds of people in my world. Sometimes there's good people, and then sometimes they're just people that are, you know what, they just mean. See, I'm just trying to like live my life, and you know, I'm just trying to do the right thing. I'm just trying to serve Jesus. And see, and there's all these people that are challenging me in my faith, and, and just sometimes people just, you know, hurt people, hurt people. That's what they do. See, we, are we trying to serve Jesus? I'm just trying to serve Jesus, but I've got all these voices in my life that are just tearing me down and crushing me down. And you, you know what you've got to do? You've got to frame your world. How do I frame my world? Look at the screens. I begin to confess what God says. God says I am more than a conqueror. God says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. See, if you look at the screen, he's no longer in the picture. He must, he's not gone, but I'm framing my world right now with who God says. God said, I will provide your needs. God says, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. God says, you have chosen royal priesthood, a holy nation. You see, the opposition will be there but when you frame your world, you cut the noise out. How do I frame my world? By beginning to speak the word of God. I shape it, I frame my world 
by who God says I am. I frame my situation by what God says about my situation because the world will always tear you down. But faith is when I hear his word and I begin to speak it over my life. As we close today, I'm gonna encourage you. We're, We're working on something called the Life Journal that we're gonna be bringing to church. It's gonna take us time. We're busy designing it right now. It's gonna be a daily devotion for you. It takes you 15 minutes every day to be in the word. But if you do it, you go through the Bible. The whole Bible, in one year, you go through the whole Bible. Because Mountain Park Church, I want us to be a church that is built on the word of God. We're not built on the opinion of man. We're not built on the opinion of Charlton. We're built on what the word of God says. Because if we're a church that is built on the word, whatever goes on in the world will not shake us will not move us. We will be a light on a hill in Jesus' name. But I wanna challenge you today, if you don't have a form of devotion, go to version, go to the app, uh, and, uh, and we've, we've got things for you, we've got tools uh, to help you uh, develop and to grow in that, amen? amen? Let's pray. Father, we love you today. I thank you today for your word. I thank you today for your goodness and your faithfulness. I thank you today, God, for everything that you're doing in us and through us. We love you today, God. Thank you that you got so many promises in the Bible that speak over our situation, that speak into what we're going through right now, God. There are answers that are waiting for us. There's faith that is waiting for us. God, I pray today that we would open our hearts to your word, that we would fall in love with your word. Like Hawaiian sweet bread, God, may your word taste so good to our spirit, God. I thank you today, God, no condemnation, Today, God, I'm challenging us. I'm challenging myself that I want my life to be built on the solid rock, the word of God. We thank you today, God. As every eye is closed and head is bowed. Today, if if you're just going through the storm and your life is not built on Jesus Christ, maybe your life is built on sand and you've been tossed to and fro, you've been beaten by the winds and the waves, the circumstances of life. You know what's so beautiful is today, through a simple prayer of inviting Jesus into your heart, into your life, you can put your feet on the rock. It's just simply saying, God, I need you today. I wanna be yoked to you, Jesus. I wanna invite you into my life. I'm tired of doing life on my own. Today, I wanna come to you. I wanna invite you in. I wanna build my life on your word. I wanna stand on your promises. I want that hope as an anchor for my soul today. And it's found in you. So eyes are closed and head is bowed. If that's you today, I'd love to pray for you. Would you just slip your hand up really quick and say, Pastor, pray for me today. Thank you, beautiful. Beautiful, thank you. So why raise your hand? You, when you raise your hand, you're raising your heart. You're saying, today I'm just opening my heart to you, Jesus. I want a brand new start. Beautiful, hands going up everywhere. Father, I thank you today that you've seen every hand. You've seen every heart. I'm gonna ask all of you to pray with me really quickly. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. Come on, we can do better, church, a little louder. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for a new beginning. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins and to wash me clean. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I'm choosing today to follow you, to build my life on you, the rock. Thank you today 
I'm a child of God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Beautiful. If, uh, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to encourage you to take a next step of faith. I really want you to do this. It's important for us to follow up. And maybe today you're just coming back to Jesus. Maybe today it's just a prayer moment. Maybe today it's the first time you're making this decision. I want you to do me a favor really quick, very important. I want you to text YES to Christ to the number 77411. Really quick, take your phone out. Just text YES to Christ, 77411. And we would love to get in touch with you. We'd love to pray more with you. We'd love to give you some resources and help you take the next step that God has for your life. And so please make sure you do that today so that we can come around you and help you or just talk with you or pray with you in your journey of faith. Amen. Amen.